0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm inviting your attention tonight to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. I'd like to read this scripture into our hearing for this service tonight. Matthew, chapter 7, verse number 22, 23. Matthew, chapter 7, verses 22 and 23. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Turning again tonight to the book of Titus, chapter 3, verse number 4, and verse number 5, but after that the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy. He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. From the time that we were born until now, we're marching toward our eternal destiny. You didn't ask to be here, but that doesn't make any difference. You're going to spend eternity somewhere. For the Bible said in one place that he has set eternity in the heart. It's there. There's nothing you can do about it. No wishing that it was not there will cause it to disappear. You're going to live and you're going to die. And the Bible said as the tree falleth, so shall it lie man asked me the other day, he said, Preacher, do you do last rites? He said, when I die, I want to call on you to come pray over me. Said, Sir, it's not going to do you one ounce of good, for the Bible does say, as the tree falleth, so shall it lie. God bless you, you may be seated. Matthew took his pen and he pinned the words in Matthew 16 and verse 26. For he said, What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? book of Luke said in 21 and 24, And take heed to yourselves, uh, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that day come upon you, unawares. I know today that it is the mentality of the world. And God forbid that it should ever be the mentality of a child of God uh, to forget that there is eternity facing you and I. I am persuaded tonight that we are, that are inside this building. Too often you and I live without eternity in view. Too often you and I forget In our daily going to work and getting off the job and going home and doing all the routine things we do, that one of these days we're not going to wake up. One of these days we may not ever uh, make it from work to home. We'll die and we're going to meet God upon the way. I cannot impress upon you enough tonight uh, that if there's ever a time you and I need to make our calling and our election sure, it's in this moment. In This hour, we ought to search our heart uh, and see if there be anything in us uh, that would keep us out of the glory world. Uh, we're marching toward eternity. We hear the beat of a drummer. We hear the beat that's in our heart. Uh, you can take a uh, seashell beside the shore. We used to do it as kids. We'd take that little shell. We'd put it to our ear. We'd hear the inner workings. How many have ever done that? We'd hear some some things that they would say that is the sea that you hear but I'm going to tell you just as sure as you hear that we're marching toward eternity. It's a march that's going to take us to our eternal destiny. It's a march that's going to cause you and I either to shout the victory on the glory road or we're going to miss God all together. It's not enough to name the name of the Lord. It's not enough just to say I have been baptized in his name. But my friend, you're going to have to have a current experience with God if you're ever going to make heaven your home. Praise God. The writer said in the book of Titus uh, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. It's too late when God calls our number. It's too late for us to make amends with our brother or our sister friend when we march toward eternity. We're going to have to keep our walk clean. We're we're going to have to keep our heart pure. We're going to have to keep our faith shining if we're going to receive the reward that we need to receive from God. Oh, yes, the Apostle Paul was preaching one time or giving a testimony about what he believed. They looked at him and said, What you believe is heresy. They looked at him and said, What you believe is is not the right thing. It's a deviation from the truth. And the Apostle Paul said, After the way they call heresy, So worship I the God of my fathers. If you march this march toward heaven friend you are going to be ridiculed you're going to be made fun of folks going to say something about you ladies not wearing makeup they're going to say something about you wearing dresses I want you to know we're marching toward eternity we march to the sound of a different drummer our God has put something in our heart that we intend to make it to the glory world oh yes sir the initial suffering of Holy Ghost Christians, where it was inflicted on followers of Jesus by the Jews themselves, but in the course of time, the Roman government underwent a change, and they began to to curse and to persecute the Christians. In the year nineteen sixty-four, or the year sixty-four, there was a fire broke out in Rome. Six days and nights the fire burned. The greater part of the city was laid in ashes, and rumor got around Nero himself, that Nero caused the city to be set on fire, and so this aroused hatred of the people of Rome against their emperor Nero. And to turn the hatred away from himself, Nero accused the Christians, and because of that, a large number of Christians were arrested, and terrible persecution followed them. some were sewn up in skins of wild beast. Then the big dogs were let loose upon them and they were torn to pieces. Women were tied to the big bulls and dragged to death. And after nightfall the Christians were set upon were set upon crosses, and they were burned at the stake. Roman people spectated, and Nero drove his chariots around, laughing at the so-called Holy Ghost Christians. Uh, that were giving their lives for the cause uh, of what they believed. Uh, I'm telling you if you get on this march to heaven uh, you're going to suffer persecution. Uh, You're going to suffer some things uh, that's going to make you stop and take a look. Uh, And the devil's going to want you to put it in the balance. Uh, But thank God every time I've looked at God uh, every time I've looked at the word of God uh, and what God has done for my soul uh, the devil all Always loses and God always wins. In those early centuries of Christians that paid the price the emperor Marcus Aurelius he decreed that the property of Christians should be given to their accusers you talk about rising up against the Christians they knew if they accused somebody of being a Christian and even didn't get a conviction because they really didn't have to have those things just to know somebody was supposed to be a Christian uh, they would take them and destroy them and the property Would be given to their accusers I'm going to tell you The devil devises ways To hinder you from living for God The devil devises ways To hinder you From staying living for God But I'm going to tell you We have not endured anything That our forefathers have not gone through Much worse than you and I Have had to go through But oh don't let me deceive you today I'm going to tell you, if the Lord delays his coming, we may suffer the wrath of men. I do not believe we're going to suffer the wrath of God. For the Bible said we're not appointed unto his wrath. But you could suffer pressure from men and women today because of what you believe that's why we want you to come to church that's why we want you to pray that's why you ought to praise and worship and listen to the preaching and get everything you can out of church oh yes sir In what is now france there was terrible persecution that came upon the early church during that terrible persecution brother boyd history says that those people discovered something about these holy ghost people they discovered that to these holy ghost people no amount of torture would' make them deny their faith. Wouldn't God, somebody here tonight could get a hold of that kind of faith? Would to God you could get a hold of something that was steadfast and unmovable. No matter what comes your way, you determine not to be removed from the faith that was once delivered to the saints. So yes, they said that the heathen Flocked to the amphitheaters To watch the Christians go to death But they said all the condemned Met death with great joy I believe they knew what the apostle Paul said To live as Christ But to die is gain If you had seen the original painting Of Jesus Christ before Pilate you would have marveled in the way that the artist took his brush and he made Jesus stand out against the howling mob behind him and the Roman governor before him everything else was bedlam There was hollering for Jesus's blood there was some hollering for Barabbas they were some hollering crucify him but that painter somehow took the picture or painted the picture upon the canvas and the beautiful part about it was in the midst of all the bedlam and crying and hollering Jesus was very calm you know what my friend I'm going to tell you uh, that God can give you a peace in the time of storm God can give you a calmness in the midst of the storm and the strong winds that assail you spiritually. God can give you the peace that passes all understanding. I believe God wants to give somebody that tonight. That peace that passes anything that you can imagine tonight. Once they... Sent the officers to arrest Jesus. But he arrested them. By his manner of speaking. And they said never a man spake like this one. We've never went to arrest anybody. That talked to us like this man. And Pilate didn't know it. They, But they told they, they, they told him that when they come to arrest him. That they fell to the ground. Pilate didn't know it, but he himself was on trial as he confronted that silent and strange prisoner named Jesus Christ he gave words to the greatest question of all time what then shall I do with Jesus that is called Christ what shall I do with this man that stands before me the decision is in my hands I can either release him to the mob or I can take him and and then free him and give unto them Barabbas. He was trying to pass the buck when he sent Jesus to Herod. Oh, friend, don't you ever pass off the responsibility of your own salvation, your husband. Don't you. Past the responsibility of your salvation to your wife or your kids. Don't you try to blame anybody because you're not living for God. Amen. The, the buck lies at your door. You're the one that's to blame whether or not you live for God. What are you going to do with him tonight? Amen. That's a decision that every man, woman, boy, and girl has to make. Not to decide for him is to decide against him. And so the choice that you make settles every man and every woman's destiny in time and eternity. You're here tonight because you choose to be. You're not here because of Brother of ability to preach. Oh no, you're not here for that, oh no. You're here because you love God. You're here because you want to go to heaven. You're here because you've got something that God put in your heart. That you want to see Him when this life is over. Amen. Walls of Jasper, Jasper, and gates of pearl, and streets of pure gold, they're going to be beautiful. It's going to be beyond what the eye can imagine. But just to behold the King of Kings, just to behold the Lord of Lords, just to be able to shake that nail-scarred hand... Just to be able to fall at his feet and kiss him. Uh, Honey, that would be worth it. Oh, that would be worth it. He who loved me when I was yet a sinner and died for me. Well, somebody worship the Lord. Oh, yes, sir. Amen. They sought ways to try to get Jesus to condemn himself. Pilate asked Jesus, Are thou a king? Jesus looked at him and said, My kingdom is not of this world. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. You see, Jesus' Jesus' ability to answer their question, it astounded them. He would answer them in a way that would leave them puzzled and thinking about the very question that they asked. I can almost see Pilate shrug his shoulders and said, well, just tell me what truth is. And so if we look at Pilate right away some of us want to condemn him. Some of us want to tell, tell him off if we had a chance. But you got to understand that Pilate had listened to the Greek philosophers. He had listened to the Roman lawyers all ranting and raving about truth. They were living in a confused time. I'm going to tell you saints of God that when you talk to somebody that does not know this truth be patient with them they've been confused by theologians they've been confused by so called preachers that have twisted the word of God if they don't accept it the first time just hang in there and be patient and let the truth of God shine through you we live in an age of those that what's the word for them Cynics. We live in an age of people where people have to examine everything and they, they they want to know the price of everything. They have the price of everything and the value of nothing. Our hearts and homes and schools and churches are filled with question marks. Why? They go out through space and the cosmonaut. They went through space and said, I've been off out of space and I haven't seen God. If there be one, where is he? It could have been that God would have answered him like he did the man that was, said there was no God. It was thundering and lightning. He marched out in the dark clouds and the rain on his front yard to make a point to his friend took his fist and shook it in the air and said, if there be a God, let him strike me dead. And the next minute, he was a corpse. You hear this, preacher? You don't dare God to do anything. You don't dare God to move in that way. If you do, you'll march to eternity and face eternity quicker than you ever would have before. Oh, yes. We, you know, we have no reason... You have no reason tonight for asking what is truth. You're sitting in a place that preaches truth. You're sitting in a place that's acquainted with truth. Truth has permeated this air tonight. Truth has walked up and down the aisles of this church tonight. Truth has been sung about. Truth has been testified about. Truth has been felt here tonight. That's what truth is. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible said, thou let this man go, you're not Caesar's friend. Then later the same people declared, We have no king but Caesar. Jesus said in Matthew 22 and 21, To render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. By, Caesar, by Caesar's I mean the political, the social, educational, and religious setup of this world today, Christians are a minority group in a pagan land. Those that have been born in the water and the spirit, we're just traveling through. Amen. The reason we embarrass some of the world is because we don't belong here. We have to be able, Sister Tammy, to look over the hurt. We have to be able to take it in its proper perspective it's hard for the carnal mind indeed the carnal mind cannot understand the things of the spirit that's why we as christians have to be careful when we try to explain to them why we do things, they can't understand it because their mind is full of carnality. It takes a mind that's transformed by the Spirit of God to understand the things of God. Oh, you know how it was when you got the Holy Ghost, you opened that Bible and you read things and they they seemed to leap out at you. Things that you had never understood before. Things that you had never discovered before. They seem to leap out at you. The Romans wore robes. Church folks today wear dress suits. Hello. But the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life are the world's gods. Where Where are you going? Why are you going to church? I'm marching toward eternity. Where are you going, sir? I'm going to the beer joint. Sir, you're marching toward eternity. Where are you going? I'm going to get another shot of dope. Sir, you're marching toward eternity. This world has developed a flippant attitude toward God and God's Word. It is indeed sometimes the blame has to be placed on religious people that have twisted and turned the word of God and made church a laughing stock. Don't you think people don't know when they come to church and see people sit on a pew and walk back and teach Sunday school that have been living like the devil all week. You don't fool anybody when, when the world does that. No, sir. And the church has become a laughing stock, and it's all due to a lot of the religious world today condoning sin. Oh, I'm going to tell you as the day approaches, Holy Ghost, people are going to stick out like sore thumbs. We're going to be more of a wallflower than we've ever been before. You go to the mall and watch them turn around and look at our ladies. Because they don't look like them. They don't talk like them. They don't act like them. They know there's something different in our walk. They know there's something different inside of us. Honey, it's going to get worse as far as the contrast goes. But thank God I'm marching toward my eternal reward. Is What should it profit a man if you gain friends and popularity, if you lose your soul and go to hell? Well, somebody clap your hands to Jesus tonight. I can see right now I'm not going to get through. Praise God. I'm going to tell you whether we ride in, cada- in chariots like they did or Cadillacs or Oldsmobiles or Toyotas or Dodge Shadows or what have you. We're all marching and going toward eternity just as fast as we We're talking the other day about how fast time has gone by. Seems like just yesterday that some of you married folks were at home. Seemed like just yesterday some of you uh, were kids and playing. All of a sudden you look in the mirror and you notice the lions and the crows' feet are there. And time has made and etched its way on your life and on your face and in your body. You might as well say hey, amen. None of you getting any younger. Every tick of the clock brings you closer to death or to the coming of the Lord. Every time the sun goes down, you're that much closer to facing your eternal destiny. Every once in a while, I know I'm preacher, but I want to tell you once in a while, in sitting around and beginning to think about God and eternity, I think about how swift time has gone by. And I think, God, I want to preach like I've never preached before because I don't have much longer to be able Able to do it i'm going to ask you tonight are you a friend of jesus or are you a friend of caesar you cannot be a friend of the world and a friend of god you're either going to love god and hate the world or you going to love the world and hate god the bible said no man can serve two masters Some of the most miserable people in all the world are those that put one foot in the church and try to keep one in the world. You're miserable on the inside. When when, when the world is in the heart, when the world wants to come out and you don't keep it subdued by the Holy Ghost, then it's going to take charge. You become miserable. And sometimes you'll even get miserable at coming to church. Oh, I want you to know today somebody's marching toward eternity. You're going just as fast as you possibly can. You need to make your calling and election sure. One of these days you're going to die and meet your destiny. Some people have the idea that they're going to feel death upon them. Or they're going to wait till they're on the deathbed. You see, our appointment with destiny, our date with destiny is not like appointment with a doctor or the dentist. You can't pick up the phone and say, Doc, I want to cancel my appointment. I don't have time. And hang up. You can't do that. You can't do that, my friend. For the death angel marches in to where you live. And it wraps his arms around you. You feel the coldness gripping your body. You're going to know that time, you're going to know that eternity is facing you and time is not going to be anymore. man that had the barns in Luke 16, he'd have, he have gave everything he had for five more minutes of breath. Just a little longer to say something to somebody, just a little longer to do something else for Lazarus. Just a little longer to make his, his soul at peace with God. But you see, when death marched and he said, you fool, you're a fool, you're an idiot. Tonight, your soul's required of you. Come on, boy. You're the end of your march. You're going to march on to hell. You're going to die tonight. A person never feels, a person never feels their smallness as much as when you walk into the funeral home And you see that one there that you knew that's gone. That's when people really start to take stock of where they are. Oh God, if that was me, how would I meet you? God, if that was me, would you smile at me? May I tell someone tonight, I don't care, I can't help how many times that God has answered your prayer. The point is, are you ready to go to heaven tonight? Lord, I went to harvest time church. I clapped my hands when they sang. Lord, when it got good, I danced a little bit. Lord, it was great. Don't you remember me? This is me. It's me, God. And he says, hey, you may have even prophesied in my name, but the way you are now, depart. I told you folks, some time ago, this church is not for everybody. Because we never intend to play with God. I was, my wife was telling me about my brother-in-law. Maybe it's a good practice. Maybe I ought to start it. He, or he told, a preacher, a friend of ours told him, somebody comes from, from another church, and they want to go to his church. He says he takes them in the office, and I have done it, and set them down and say, this is what we believe and teach. If you can't handle that, we don't need you because we don't need any trouble. Hello? What are you saying, Pastor? I am saying that our church is getting geared for the greatest revival Orlando has ever known. I'm saying that you and I are going to see things in God if we keep our heart and our mind right. And we don't need the devil to work among us. We've watched people come. I've watched them leave and come back and say, Oh, we're, we should have never left. My kids, they, uh, they they love the church, and, and they love you, love the preaching. And I always get somebody preaching when I come, Pastor. Uh, can, we want to come back, and they come back for f- two or three services, and then they're all gone. I'm going to tell you, honey, I worry about those kind of people. You're going to have to have stability. You're going to have to be able to get some strength from the preaching of the Word of God. Your spiritual soul has got to be filled. Said, if you intend to go to heaven, praise God, merchant. I'm, I'm going somewhere. We're all going somewhere. Said the other night, when you die, the only thing that's between the time you're born, the time you die is a hyphen between the years. For if those hyphens could talk, they could tell a lot of things. And I'm going to say to some of the saints of God tonight, those hyphens could say a lot of things. And before it's ever struck upon a tombstone, if, if, if our lives, and, and they do speak for themselves, but I'm asking you, what are you when, when nobody else is around? How do we live when, when nobody else is there? Hello? We're going to die one of these days. We're going to meet the King of Kings, the Lord, the righteous judge, one of these days. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody tonight. Lord, Lord. (laughs) Oh, yes, one time, I taught Sunday school. One time I played music. One time I sang a special. One time I got down to the altar and I prayed for somebody. And they got the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. But what happened in your walk with God? You see, this thing about living for God, you can have a resume a mile long. You know when you go for a job, they want you to fill what you've been, where you have done, what your pay was, your abilities. You fill out the resume. And you present it to them. They look at it, and they know something about you. You could have a resume miles long about what you've done for God when you stand before Him. But it all comes to nothing. If you die without having God, in your heart, clean and pure and whole and, and everything out of your heart. you die, Lord! Seems such a waste to watch people do so good for God for a while and then back away. Seems such a waste. We've heard of people in recent years that have lived for God for a number of years. And then they go off into devious religions and devious things. Don't mind telling you I jumped in the car one day taking off somewhere and flipped the radio on. And I heard what used to be one of the greatest preachers in Pentecost on the card with Jimmy Swaggart at his camp meeting. I haven't heard that. He used to pastor a big church. Somehow, he got out of step with God in his march toward eternity. Now he's hobnobbing with Trinitarians and other things. Why? Because somehow he got out of step in this march toward eternity. I'm wondering in the Holy Ghost tonight if I'm preaching to somebody that's out of step with God in this sanctuary. have told it before, but I feel impressed of the Holy Ghost tell you tonight. Wife and I traveling and preaching some four years we saw a lot of different things. Some things were joyful, some things were heartbreaking. Some of you will remember the story when I begin to tell it. We preached at this church for a number of weeks over those four years. Always had good meetings. God always blessed us. But I never will forget one of the old saints of God in that church supported the work of God. Every time the doors was open, he was there. His job caused him to be late sometimes. He'd always come tired or not dragging and he'd come to church. I never will forget one night a backslidden daughter that walked down to the front and prayed and Prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, sobbed and cried, her eyes swollen, down on her knees, laying flat of her back, setting up, standing up, trying to reach God. My wife can tell you, I'm telling you the truth tonight. She stood there with tears pouring down her cheeks. She said God it's me after she cried and prayed and wept and got nowhere God it's me help me God help me it's me never touched God that never had the Holy Ghost fall on her never God just did not take her back. What do you say? I'm just going to get down where the rubber meets the road and tell some of you that have played with God over the years. You better be careful. I can hear that cry tonight. I can see her just as sure as my name. I can see her standing right there with her hands to heaven her eyes open and her face all contorted in agony in God's name. And God not fitting her. God not refitting her with the Holy Ghost. Somewhere, she got out of step with God. Somewhere, she got out of step with the Lord in our life. Boy, they'll tell you today. Yeah, preacher! <laughs> I'm going to hell! <laughs> yeah, preacher! Having a good time doing it! <laughs> Not going by myself either! Go take somebody with me. Going to have a lot of company! Going to have a lot of company, preacher! That's all right. I'd rather go where there's few. I know the Bible said there's a number that no man can number, but oh, there's going to be few compared to those that are going to hell. The Bible said hell hath enlarged herself. Why? Because folks are marching to hell. Oh, going to hell, live it up, preacher. One person said, "Want to live fast and die young, make a pretty corpse," and they got their wish. Hello, eternity, heaven hell or hell, saved or lost, free or bound. God leaves the choice to us. It's my choice. God it's me pitiful echoed through that big tabernacle God shut the doors of heaven and she did not get through some of you that have never had the baptism of the Holy Ghost the knowledge that you have is going to become a curse to you one of these days mockery and laughing and saying it's not so, I believe you'll burn in hell that much worse. It'd have been better if you'd never been acquainted with anybody that taught you truth than to know it and to go to talk about some memories of his daddy's day and we, we think about all the things we wish we'd have done or we could have done. But once once it's entered into the tomb of time, so it's time has gone into the tomb of time. You can never call it back. Some of you dads have thought of things today you wish you could have done different in times past, but that's over with. Maybe you scarred heart. Maybe some of you ladies have done things. You, you, but the thing about it is, if you could, you'd reach back into time and you'd pull that up to you tonight and you would try to redo and re-say and, and do different different things because you can see what your mistake was. There's never been a mistake, you hear me, and want every man, woman, boy, and girl to hear me tonight. You'll never make a mistake like the mistake you'll make of going to hell and knowing what you know now. You talk about some painful memories. If I could just go back to a Sunday night on June the 16th when Pastor Cowan was preaching. Oh, God. If I could just somehow Right now, you're crowding your mind with things. And, and I rebuke that, that spirit that tries to sneer at the message. You and I will face off in eternity before God. And I'm telling you what He's going to say to you tonight if you're not ready. Ready? Depart. And that expression that rises up in you, that the world says it so commonly, go to hell. That's what Jesus is going to say to you. You hear this, Pastor? And you'll be cast into the lake of fire where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of you cannot run from God. I don't care where you go and what you do. You cannot run from God. Was it David who said, whether or shall I go to flee my presence? If I ascend on the wings of the morning, you're there. And if I make my bed in hell, you're there. You can't get away. We've had witness tonight. They didn't intend to have a wreck. The people we prayed for didn't intend to, to get in that kind of shape. He didn't intend to be unconscious and near death, and those girls never laughing, I'm sure, probably having a good time. And all of a sudden, just in a moment of time, their whole world changes. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Could it be that in a moment of time your whole world is going to change? I'm preaching to somebody tonight. And you may have mocked and made fun. You may have said there's nothing to it. But God's going to have the last laugh. You listen to the pastor? Pastor? God's going to have the last laugh. And oh, when God laughs, it's sure not funny. One of the most terrible things about being lost, going into eternity without God, I believe, I believe that you'll be able to hear the mockery and the laugh of God. Because he said in Proverbs 1, because I stretched out my hand and you didn't regard. I reached for you and you didn't pay any attention. He said he's going to laugh when your fear comes. He's going to mock at you. please nobody leave every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. Every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. Every head bowed and every eye closed.